Cheers. Damn you, old man. Wade. I can fix it like so I could use OBS. No, nah, you cool. Yeah. You just, you look cool. You look like you're in gray. I mean not gray. Uh like you got cool, like it's like super cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, because of the, the the hoodie and everything? No, no, no. Like cool colors. Like oh, yeah. make it cool. Like instead of warm. Yeah. More definitely. red, it's like a lot more blue and gray. Oh, and the light. And I'm getting a lot of like natural lighting too. So yo, Brandon, don't it look like he's in like a post-apocalyptic world and we're watching like a Video of him or something that happened earlier. Yeah, it looks like the Last of Us trailer. Yes, exactly that. Yo, that shit looks crazy. Please, yo, Brandon. I know you saw Javi. Have you seen the Last of Us trailer? Nah, I don't care about the Last of Us. Yeah, you don't got to care about the game, but this show looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. The Last of Us is one of the best stories in any medium I've ever seen. Until the end of the game, where I wanted to break my PlayStation. Well, I never, I never, um, I never uh, played it. I will never forgive Joel for that bullshit that he did at the end of that fucking first game. And Mike keeps telling me, "Oh, you got to play the second game because it makes the story make sense." And I believe him, but I'm still mad at Joel because that I, first fucking game. I actually just finished the first one last week, and I'm with you. You know what I mean? It's especially considering the woman who took care of her has more of an emotional attachment to the girl than Joel did. It's one of the best stories. It's a fa- it's an incredible story. Like any medium, comic books, TV, movie, video games, it's an incredible story. And then that ending, the ending doesn't make the story bad. It just makes you hate him. I fucking hate him. Yeah. I he- wanted to break my fucking PlayStation the first time I played that game. I'm not lying. So I knew what was going to happen, but it still pissed me off seeing it and seeing how it transpired. I'm like, Joel, you are a giant piece of shit and fuck you. Yeah, Joel. (laughs) Yeah. But apparently, we'll see how the show's going to be because uh, apparently the people who made the show told the actors not to play the video game, which I never understand the idea of telling actors, hey, don't look at this source material that we're making this TV show slash movie about. I don't understand that. But apparently the actors said, fuck you. And one of them was like, I went on YouTube and just watched the whole story anyway because <laughs> I didn't care what they were saying. Yo, Hugh Jackman did the same thing when they were like, don't watch any of the X-Men stuff. And he went and bought a bunch of Wolverine comic books. Huge J- Jackman. Huge Jackman. Although I can't tell that Hugh Jackman ever read a Wolverine comic book. Did he? Like, did he ever? I did. There's nothing about Hugh Jackman in the movies that's like, well, he's he's good for what he did, but there's nothing about Hugh Jackman in the movies that reminds me of Logan. Yeah, it's like the worst, best portrayal of a comic book. What do you character. mean? Yeah. What do you mean? He's a six foot three Canadian. <laughs> yes. You so know, it's funny. I was reading. I was reading a recent X Men. I was actually was um. The, the last X-Men book that came out and Wolverine is like embracing Gene and they make them look it, they make it look almost like Wolverine is taller than her <laughs> and I'm like what is this she's got at least two to three inches on him 
And that's with and that's without the heels. The, yo, did Wolverine get resurrected and was like, yo, give me a little bit on the give me a little bit bit on the back end? Yeah, hey, I wouldn't blame him. Not really, like, yo, his height helps him with stealth. I get why he's so sure. It makes sense to me, like in terms of his like mutation and what he's supposed to be. I get it. Um, Wolverine's height makes no sense. It, it does comic to comic. It does. They should just make him tall. Like, cause well, I'm trying to, I'm picturing, like Wolverine often, like he likes try to sneak into places and he'll have like an alter ego or something and. Are you are you sure that people don't recognize the friggin' five foot two? Harvey, what the fuck are you talking Canadian? about? He wears an eye patch. It's fine. <laughs> oh shit. So oh. I got so um Brandon, I need some accountability from you. Why? What's up with your boy Kanye West? Why is that my boy? That's your boy. Not my boy. boy. You, you always defend him. You man. always defend him. Yeah, you Whoa. always defend him. In you. what world? Oh my gosh! Every single time we talk about Kanye, if, if y'all want to go, if y'all want to go to the tapes, Kanye's the future of the black race. If y'all want to go to the video tapes or the podcast tapes, y'all can. I am clearly against that nigga, <laughs> and I don't mean that in no nice way. <laughs> Thing is, I don't, I don't usually, pile, I don't pile on the Kanye just because I don't like piling on the black people who have no real power over me, especially when they clearly are going through some mental stuff. Like, and also we talked about this before. I feel like Kanye is like a gateway for white liberals to say <laughs> everything they want to say about black people, and it's okay because black people don't really fuck with Kanye. So what I feel like we're giving Kanye a pass. Like everyone just assumes that there's there's something mental health going on with him. No, I'm not even. I'm listen. I'm not giving Brandon. Thank you for saying it for me. I was I was gonna get there. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I'm not giving him a pass. Like somebody said that about me giving him a. I'm not giving him a pass. I just don't give a shit. Like I'm way more worried about um Herschel Walker. And Clarence Thomas, the name. <laughs> yes, Kanye but here's the thing. So, with that being said, like I don't, I don't give it any air. I don't listen. I don't, I don't give it any air. I don't, I don't pay attention to it really. Um, but him going out into like he's in Europe, he's outside the U.S. He's representing whatever yo. When you when you're black and you're outside the U.S. and you're famous like that, you're representing black people. And he disrespects, like, everything black people have been fighting for these past couple of years, like, publicly um, by wearing that White Lives Matter t-shirt. Like, that, and with Candace Owens to boot. Like, that was just like, damn, bro, that's not even, that's just being a fucking piece of shit. And um, there's no excuse. There's no, and like, again, I never have given him a pass for anything. The Trump stuff, nothing. I've never... Play back the tapes. I don't excuse it, but I said it doesn't affect us in any real way. But this is an embarrassment, and even though I don't think it affects us in any real way, it's just plain. It's like literally smacking dead black people in the face. Like that shit's crazy. I would argue Kanye has a much bigger effect on us than Herschel Walker. People think Herschel Walker is a buffoon. He's gonna he's gonna get votes because he's the Republican candidate, but people think he's a buffoon. 
there's a bunch of niggas out here in the United States that live and die through Kanye, and he influences them in a lot of ways. He's a very influential person in our in our society. I guarantee you, they don't vote, <laughs> and that's part of it. So don't. No, but that's, but that's they, part they of it. Vote. Kanye they doesn't vote. They won't vote. They don't yeah. vote. They won't vote. They but have no. That's, so, that's part of it. Kanye doesn't vote, and he advocates not voting. Yeah, but the people he's talking, I guarantee you, yo, and here's the thing, and here's another thing that I hate about it, and not from you, Brandon, you get a pass on this, right? We talking about pass, <laughs> you get a pass on this because you're black. But I like every time white people go like, oh, Kanye West is going to peel away black votes, blah, blah, blah. Yo, don't disrespect us. Are you serious? Like, the, you think we're stupid? If any, if he peels away any votes, it's from that, that teenager in the cul-de-sac that just bought some Yeezys, right? It ain't us. Black women ain't listening to Kanye West. Like that's so disrespectful to me. Like no, they disrespect our intelligence. They disrespect our intelligence. Like whatever. That like, that whole thing is just it's just in think about Herschel Walker right now. Herschel Walker doesn't Herschel Walker doesn't have any power. But if he's elected and he becomes a senator, he has power, bro. Like the that's the person that I'm worried about. You know. So Kanye could I don't know. He could go. Self-control. So you would you be surprised if so they hold on, hold on, hold on. Kanye? So for the people, listening- I wouldn't. So hold on, Javi. For the people listening, uh, you broke it down to me. I did a little research. What's going on in Herschel Walker right now? Oh, you want to get to that? <laughs> yeah, please, uh-huh. Javi. Tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, you have the... Yo, Javi, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you, at some point in time, when we get a moment of silence, can you please isolate Brandon's evil ass laugh? <laughs> yo, you have the laugh of a fucking supervillain. <laughs> that's right that's crazy you please really tell can. them Javi please tell them this ridiculousness over the last right. week so Herschel Walker he's running for senator against um, Raphael Warnock in Georgia uh, they, they they will be um, representing Atlanta and other very black district districts and cities and Georgia um, and this is also an important race because many see the race in Atlanta, one of the major ones that can swing the Senate either which way. So uh, Herschel Walker, he's black. He's if his name sounds familiar, he was a former NFL player. Um, I don't know what team he played for. I don't last because really that's what we need. Someone with CTE in the White House. Yo, clearly <laughs> like he he is if if verbal diarrhea was a person, it would be him. Um, he clearly lacks any type of knowledge when it comes to politics or just the world around him. He's extremely anti-abortion, super conservative, and pretty much would be a rubber stamp for any Republican that would ever be in the White House. Um, with that being said, uh, which is funny, is that he's been portrayed as like this super conservative Christian, anti-abortion. His son is gay. Um, so he's kind of been able to, until now, kind of dodge anti-gay allegations just by saying his son is gay and his, his son um, seemed to have supported him. Um, but uh, it came to light that he paid someone to have an abortion um, or attempted to pay them to have an abortion twice. He's fathered multiple children out of his marriage. He's been accused of abuse. He uh, falsely claimed to be a uh, police officer. Um, <laughs> yo, it's just a mess, bro. Like he's, he, it is. Oh, he's a Republican. And what's crazy, he's within like five points 
of Warnock still. So yeah, you know, fuck Kanye. <laughs> well, he's he well apparently he's paid multiple women to get an abortion. Yeah. At this point, it's come out. Uh, also, the woman he claims he didn't know had an abortion. This is so funny. He comes out the next day and he goes, I don't know this woman. Nobody in my family knows this woman. I don't know anything about him. And then two days later, they're like, we got the text messages of Herschel Walker's wife reaching out to the woman who he paid to have an abortion. And they're like talking about it in text. Like actual text messages talking about it. Crazy. And then Christian Walker, his son, did all these videos Last week, he just went. And by the way, he's a terrible person, so don't feel bad for him. Yeah, he, he's like, not a good person. He he see <laughs> actually, you know, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know. He's not, he's not a good person. No. <laughs> he's not a good he's person. Not, he's not, he's, he's, he had some trauma yeah. due to the fuck shit of his father, but yeah. a lot of people have trauma due to the fuck shit of their father. No, everybody doesn't act like him. Yeah, he's a terrible person. But he comes out and he just goes off on him. He's just like. You know, we we made an agreement. We weren't going to talk about this thing. All he had to do was not lie. And he come on here on TV and just lie, lie, lie. And so now I don't got to hold back anymore. And he's like, he wasn't never there. He was abusive to my mama. You know, he got all these other kids that y'all don't even know about from all these other people all across the country just going in on him. And I was like, and guess what? Uh, this will hurt him a little bit. With yeah. like some independence, but it won't hurt them at all with Republicans. Huh. Hold on. At all. They probably love that shit. But the thing is, I think, you know, they don't love it. They just don't care. That's yeah. the biggest difference between our side and their side. Is they are the Republicans are have they have strong beliefs about conservatism, just like we have liberal beliefs. The difference is the so a lot of the people, not all of them, but a lot of the people on our left side have these purity tests where they're just like, I can't bring myself to vote for this person because they don't share 100% of everything that I believe in. The right will say, yeah, I don't fuck with this, but I don't care. I want to win. <laughs> I can care They understand the value of having people like, like having people that are closer to your agenda with mm-hmm. power than not. Like, like mm-hmm. that, ugh, liberals make me so angry, bro. Like, <laughs> like, so t- just because I, like I've been called like a Republican, right? Like what? I don't understand. Like I don't just because I don't I don't agree a hundred percent with everything that you. Like, <laughs> I don't even like it's it's crazy to me, bro. Like I, y'all I, probably agree on like ninety five percent of the things, but that five percent makes you a Republican. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> yo, like in the five percent be like some some shit like yo, like get rid of police forces and i'm just like uh no like i don't agree with that yeah or it'll be like you agree on the same thing but they want to take it too far that's the one that usually gets with me it's like yeah i agree with you like yes we should have health care for everyone but i'm not willing to like not vote because my candidate doesn't want that one particular universal health care of Medicare for all. Like there's many ways, there's many different universal health care that you can, that you can have that gets everyone covered, which I want, which I think almost every person on the left wants, but just because we don't want that one particular one that you want, yeah. you're like, I can't vote for this person. And these things are complicated. Usually I, I want the same thing, but it's like, yo, give everybody like, 
let's do this right now. And I'm like, yo, do you understand what it would take to get this done? And I'm not talking about the 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 excuses people make to not get things done. Like we can't do it now because it's too hard. No, we can't do it now just because you got to do 20 things before you do that one thing or you're just going to collapse everything. You know, like like I enjoy the relative peace and security that I have right now. Like I'm as a black man in America, I understand what that means, right? I understand it. I get it. But shit could be so much worse. One and two, a lot of the a lot of the subjects that 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 people fight about and 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 lose friendships over, no one discussing that among you two are experts. You don't know, like you know what you want, like you know you know what the end result is that you want to see, but. Bro, you you work at Walmart, which is fine, which is fine. I'm not knocking you for working at Walmart. I'm just saying you did not, you do not know or you do not, you, you do not know enough about the subject material that you're, you're, you're ending relationships over, right, to have such a strong stance, bro. Like, just relax, man. Like, you don't know everything. And vote, vote for people that at least agree with you, right? Like, don't sit, don't sit down because you think that not voting is some way of expressing your political opinion because it's not, bro. It's stupid. It's very stupid. And it's what people do. And that's the biggest difference between both sides is the other, the other side that, I mean, they're much worse people. Don't get me wrong. Even those people are still, to me, better people than the right, obviously. But the difference is those people on the right understand that politics is not about, uh, it's not Gene Roddenberry's Star Trek. Like, it's not this utopian situation where you're going to get everything all at once. It's it's this idea that, yes, these people are flawed. All, all the candidates the left says, I see this thing wrong with them and I see that thing wrong with them. Yeah, I see that too. Most people see those things. The difference is we're like, yeah, but I agree with most of what they say, and the other side is horrible. <laughs> and the right will say, I don't like that Herschel Walker's walking out on his wife. I'm a Christian. I go to church every week. But God damn it, he cares about guns and he cares about school choice. And he don't like the and he and he and he want the police to fuck up black people. So if he want to sleep out on his wife, I don't like that, but the it's right better is, than that. It's better than that. War not. You know what it is? The right is essentially the NFL. They all they care about are wins. They just want to win. That's all they care about. Like, what's that? He did what? But we won, right? Cool. Yes. And in other and in other environments, I get being the moral person, right? I I understand why people will be like against the NFL or like against Vince McMahon or like in other walks of life. But in politics. But in those things, you have choices for your entertainment, right? If I don't want to watch the NFL, I mean, I don't have other choices for football, or maybe college football, but I have, like, many other entertainment and sports choices that I can watch. In politics, in most cases, 99% of the time, you've got two choices. After the after the primary, you got two choices. You got the Democrats and you got the Republicans, and you should choose the best option. And my whole thing is, if these people are so like get them out in the primary, like not to go too long on the politics, but the one thing the right does that I mean, wait, is this old man way show or BBM? We we do them both. The All one right. the on one me. thing the right does 
is in the primaries. If you don't a lot, see the, the our left talks like I'm a progressive, but I'm not like them because they talk big shit and don't back it up. The right, what they do, they back up their big shit, right? The the Tea Party people and the extremists on the right, they go, they're the ones who show up in the primaries and they go, if you don't do what we say, we will vote for someone else. And and in some ways that's bad for the Republicans because they end up getting horrible candidates into the general, which is actually helping Democrats this year a little bit because the Republicans have nominated some terrible fucking candidates. But it also makes their candidates do what the fuck they want them to do because they will vote their asses out in the primary. I was reading an article and it was like, nobody on the left got voted out because they're, you know, their position on police reform. Nobody on the left got voted out for their position on student debt uh, forgiveness. If you care about student debt forgiveness so much, vote for them. And then and the vote thing in is, general, but, but you the don't thing show is, up and vote them out. <laughs> but I, I kind of like, I, 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 I like where the Democrats are relative to Republicans right, right now, because we, let's take a look at the numbers, the actual numbers, right? So like, Democrats win, um, national elections, like they win the president, the president popular vote, you mean the popular vote, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's more of us than them, right? Two, the Democrats have become the big tent party. So we have super progressives that have an impact on the party and we have moderates, even some like moderate conservatives, right, that have um, a pull on the party as well. Right. Like it is a big tent party and everything in between. I don't want to see the Democrat Party turn into the what the Republican Party is, where the, the activist class run everything. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I've had conversations with people that are super, 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 super progressive, and I'd rather deal with them than people on the other side. But the type of candidates I can see them pushing forward are also pretty bad. Yes. Running the country. So, um, you know, like I I would rather, you know, the, the, the GOP turn more into what the Democrat Party is, the Democratic Party is today. Um, I wouldn't because then I'm going to give them a better chance of winning and I don't want them to win. Well, I mean, outside of I I, I would rather Democrats to win because, again, their policies I agree with. I agree with this period. Um, But the Republican Party, instead of me saying, like, I don't want the Republicans to win because, you know, I don't I I, I would rather us have cheaper health care than than have Walmart get a tax break. Sorry, I brought up Walmart a couple times already. Right? Like, I, I would rather have that conversation than, ah, oh, man, I don't want a Republican to win because they're going to destroy democracy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like, yes. like I would much rather have that. I would rather have an electable Republican that won't destroy the country versus an uh, hopefully unelectable Republican that if they get elected... Yo, y'all heard him. Y'all heard him. Javi would much rather a Republican than a Democrat. Y'all, y'all heard that, right? Because <laughs> that's all anyone's gonna hear is that they're not gonna that hear anything else. What, that has nothing what he said. Yeah, it's not, said. not. It's nothing what he said. But that's all anyone's gonna hear. That's the sad part about it. But you know the funny thing about that, Javi, is yeah. in theory, in theory, the Republican Party getting worse. And there is some evidence of this, but it's not nearly as strong as it should be. But in theory, the idea of the Republican Party. Being this anti democracy, super like Handmaid's Tale, go back 75, 100 years in time party. The idea of that is it should make things easier for Democrats. And there's some 
there's some evidence of that. It the is, problem it, is there's a lot of evidence for that. The, right. the problem is, and this is where I was talking about the left when you were talking about them doing that. My thing is, I am I am about democracy. So if the majority of people are really progressive, that's okay with me. Here's my problem. People act like these people are so progressive, but there's no evidence of that because they don't show up in the primaries, right? If if the if the, like the Democratic Party has moved quite a bit to the left, like if you look at the Democratic Party under Obama when he got elected in 08 and their policies and their positions and the people elected and then look at them today, they have moved pretty far to the left in a short period of time relative to like the history of this country. But the idea that, uh, you know, these like super leftist people, if they, my thing is, if they were so popular and their policies were so popular, then people would win. And you, and then people say, well, they are popular, but people don't just show up. And then I go, well, if you don't show up, why would anybody govern, govern for you? So like, let's just say there's so many people out there in the world who are progressive and believe in progressive policies. Why would anybody govern for someone who doesn't show up to vote? Like, why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I run on anything for someone that showed up? Maybe, you know, this is why I tell these people. I'm like, maybe if you showed up every time, like the Republic, you know, the, you know, the reason why the Republicans govern the way they do is yeah. because they know that their people are going to show up no matter what. And they, they have up. to show up. And they know if they don't do it, they're going to get voted out. They're going to get voted out in the primary and somebody to the right of them is going to win. And not, and I'm kind of with you on some things. So I like, I don't necessarily want that. But my position is, if you want that, then you need to show the fuck up. Yeah. Like if you showed up in all these primaries and so you know and you know some moderate democrat was getting fucking beat by leftists left and right like every every pri- every competitive primary the progressive is winning because you guys are showing up in the primary guess what the democrats would do? They would run a little bit more to the left because they know that you guys are showing up and you're making a difference and you're winning. But y'all don't do that. So what yeah. Democrats have to do is even move more to the center, even more than they probably want to, I think, on certain things, because they have to go get those people because y'all don't show up every time. But it's, I, I feel like it's one of those conversations we've had before. And I and I feel like this is I'm just going to end it because I really feel like this is something we, we've discussed a million times. But I'm going to I'm going to say this, though. It also kind of feels that like the left's kind of falls into defeatism. Like, you know what I mean? Or not even just defeatism, where it's just like they get cynical. Yes, thank you. Yes, that's a perfect description. Yeah, and so and like, and that cynicism doesn't do anything. Like it's like, oh, what's the point of doing this? It's, it's not like mm-hmm. anything's gonna change. And this is like, well, you sitting there and doing nothing is an absolute fact that nothing's gonna is like you know, you're proving yourself right by not doing anything at all. Like you know what I mean? Like yes, if everybody had that mentality, then yeah, nothing would get done. Like I had that mentality for a while. And the last thing about that, just to piggyback on that old man, is the right knows that. And how you how you can know this? The right know now that's part of the right strategy, right? Like part of the like you we were talking about earlier, like how many black people are gonna get peeled off from Kanye West? There, I believe there's some, but it's not like this big thing like the like some people like white liberals try to make it seem but what what the right is trying to do with black people is particularly in places like georgia uh where the margins are so thin is you know one percent or two percent of the vote can make a difference in those places right so what they're trying to do is not necessarily win all of them over to their side but muddy it up enough where they just say fuck it i don't care right like that's what a lot of the hillary clinton 
Russia uh, misinformation was. It wasn't getting black people to show up and vote Republicans up and down the ticket. It was to tell black people, these people on the left don't give a fuck about you. Why even bother? And then they stay home. And if I get that half a percent or that, you know, in these tight races, you know, Hillary Clinton lost three states by less than 30,000 votes. Like, that's nothing. Like, if I can get a certain amount of people, and not just black people, but leftists too, if I can get these people to be like, well, they're just as bad as the other side. What's the point of me even doing this? They stay home because they know their side ain't going to stay home. It's well, that cynicism. And that, yeah, that Hillary Hillary Clinton. Listen, this cynicism got Trump elected. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Not Russia. Not whatever. People going like, well, it doesn't matter who wins because they're both bad anyway. Mm-hmm. Hillary is, she's really a Republican and she's going to arrest all the black people and she doesn't really have hot sauce in her purse. Like, yo, like that. <laughs> y'all make me say, I'm done, bro. You know who the real enemy is? Oh. Marvel Studios. How dare they met, how dare they let Daredevil do the walk of shame? That's a crazy segue. But yeah, that was dope. <laughs> no, people are mad at that. Really? Yes. Yeah, they're mad. I thought they would be mad at like, you know what I thought they'd be mad at? A, a light, a, a light-hearted daredevil oh and they're I, mad at that too but they are really pissed off that daredevil had sex with she hulk and then did the walk of shame yeah i love this show so much because it makes those people so angry like even <laughs> yeah, if i did yeah. like it's a great yeah. show on its own merit like it's great like it's like me and my wife would just sit there we're watching it and we look at each other like yo this this is a good ass show like it's right? a, like it's so dope and different and the fact that it makes these people so angry it makes me so happy like it makes me warm inside it does but, it really it makes me even happier yeah. Not only is it making the people mad, Javi, the show itself is the sh- the villain of the show is those people. Yo, literally, <laughs> like, literally, especially after those people. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's hilarious. I love it so much. Yeah, like uh, the intent, the, like the intelligentsia. Is the same motherfuckers who are like mad at She Hulk, and I'm like, yo, y'all mm-hmm. don't even, y'all don't even get the irony in all this. Yeah. That is my favorite part about this. Yeah. It really is dope. Like it really is. Like I shows like this, I, man. I like I don't have a daughter yet, and I, you know, it's just I just want. I don't know, bro. Like that's it's a lot. This this show does. Yo, it moves me. It, this yeah. show honestly moves yeah. me. Like I legitimately watch the show and I'm happy every time I finish watching it. I will say this though. I got my wife said I was visibly angry watching her like get her um sex tape like revealed like in front of like her family and all that. Like she was like, yo, you looked very angry. I'm like, cause that's fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like they and it's like it's again like the I was waiting for the real antagonist to show up because there hasn't really been a real villain yet and i'm like it's coming it's it's gonna happen very soon and when it did pop up i'm like yep this is what they're doing and i feel like society is kind of the, anta- the antagonist not to get too deep. oh yeah like we can like from the beginning and the fact that part of like they're like oh they're trying to um shove this feminist agenda down our throat or whatever but like it really is like i mean i don't I, i'm i i've never lived a life as, as a woman right like i'm a guy i was born a guy whatever um but just listening to some things that I've heard over the years, it kind of feels, it feels to me, and I could be wrong. I wish maybe three guys talking about this probably probably won't get the answer, but like it 
feels like a window into like what it's like to be a woman like mm-hmm. right and then if they had superpowers like how would that change the dynamic like the fact yeah. that he's like oh you know i don't i don't have to worry about wearing my headphones when i'm walking at night by myself and stuff like that, yeah. like, that shit my wife tells me all this, like my wife tells me all the time and like i ask her questions about this because again like i i don't know but she'll be like yeah this happens yeah this happens yeah this happens yeah. and i and i'm like oh like i i'm aware of some of the stuff that goes on but i don't know you yeah. know what i mean and so they start talking about this stuff and i'm like oh this is kind of fucked up <laughs> yeah. like you know what I mean like a panda like like you know shout out to panda guys was like that she tells us like has told me some fucked up stories and Javi you have a family full of women so they've told you all sorts of random stories and Brandon you're a you're I know you're a Kanye West fan but I know you're <laughs> well, he's the biggest Kanye West fan, fan. like we spent but, 10 minutes earlier of him just defending Kanye West we have to delete most of it you guys yeah know. but yeah like <laughs> like the we're in the podcast play cousins like uh, text um, DM thread like Brandon is like disgusted by some of the shit these dudes are doing. So like this is nothing new to us. And let me just say this: all three of us have done the quote unquote walk of shame out of a woman's house before, right? No, nah, I don't do walk of shames. Walk of victory. Yeah. Okay. Of, of achievement. Like I leave. I'm like okay. But I'm. I don't. I don't get the walk of shame part. Like I walk out proud of shit. That's so. The walk of shame is like a college thing, right? So like, in it, it's the basis of it is like you walk. You know, you wait. You know, everybody's up in in the girls' dorm room, and you see the order. It's the guy. It's usually the girl that's yeah, doing usually it. Girl. It's yeah. usually reversed, which is why I thought it was so cool how they did it on the show. But it, the basis of it is like. The girls at the guy's dorm room in college, she wakes up in the morning, all the guys are going to the bathroom, you know, walking through the hallway. And this woman who has the same clothes on from last night, disheveled, is leaving the room and has to walk past everybody's door knowing that she just fucked the dude, right? And it's supposed to be like this negative, uh, you know, look at her. She's a she's a whore because she expressed her sexual because uh, so I, I love how they flipped it up on the show. Yeah, uh, because it's great, and also, you know the the show is basically saying, uh, dude, bros, comics, gate people, gamer, gate people. That's the villains. Of, that's the villains of this show. Like, mm-hmm. uh, people who are on uh, uh, 4chan, you know, y'all are terrible people who incels. It's a big thing on incels. Like, they really hate the incels on this show. And um, I love it. I love every. I <laughs> I eat that shit up like soup. It's like, you know, incels, y'all are terrible people. And because, you know, they had the guy pretend to be super nice at the wedding. And, oh, he's so nice. He cares about me. Doesn't just care about She-Hulk. He wants me to be good. And then you find out that he's a horrible piece of shit who was just doing that to set you up type of a thing. So I I, I love it. I, I know. And it's, the funny thing is, that it's a bold move by Marvel. Mm-hmm. It is a bold move by Marvel because despite how diverse like our chats and stuff are uh and it is in in comics in like nerd culture has grown a lot that group of people is still a large contingent of nerd culture and i love how marvel was saying yeah but fuck you (laughs) (laughs) like i i know that you consume this content and i don't give a fuck because this is the story we're trying to tell and y'all are terrible 
Yeah, and I love that. And people are like, oh, it's doing so bad in the ratings. No, it's not. It's actually top ten every week in streaming, consistently. So the ratings are not bad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah, fuck y'all. It, I'm I'm enjoying. It. I I can't wait for more. And it's very comic booky. Like this is yeah. what would happen. Like in a She-Hulk, like if like, you know the original She-Hulk, She-Hulk books are like a Deadpool one-off. Any one of these fourth wall breaking, like comedic characters, when they deal with, like it, it feels like reading one of those comic book series. Like that's what it feels like. Like it feels like a fun series. And furthermore, mm-hmm. Deadpool, not Deadpool, Daredevil is a whore. I mean, yeah, he's the Daredevil man. be fucking fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you think they? You think she role played as both? Do you think he had a three three with with, with Jen and Jen and She Hulk? Is that a threesome? Yeah, I think so. I think that counts. Oh. I'll put that to the audience. I'm wondering whether or not that yeah. counts. As a threesome. I feel like the Incredible Hulk would be a threesome because Hulk and Bruce oh. are two different people. Yeah, but I feel like She Hulk and Jen are the same person. Well, technically. Hulk, yeah, is ten- yeah. Hulk and Ben are technically the same person if you think about it. The split personality thing. And well, all- it, de- it depends on what Hulk you're fucking. Are you fucking Devil Hulk? Are you fucking World War Hulk? Are you fucking uh, Hulk Hulk? Are you fucking Claw? Whatever that dumbass Axis shit was. Oh, uh, Cole, Cole, Claw. Claw. I'm Claw. just calling him Claw. K L U H. That's the. He's just the Hulk backwards. That's fucking stupid. I mean, the whole accent. You should be ashamed. Yo, I love that writer. That writer is currently doing one of my favorite comic books ever. But that is one of the dumbest fucking things. Like he's like, eh, he's he's like, I'm Claw. I'm the Black Hulk. And what's Claw's Hulk backwards? You're a fucking idiot. I mean, it did it did vibe with the whole series. I mean, but if it being stupid, I mean, I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, I'm trying to be positive <laughs> about people's creativity nowadays. Man. I'm trying to too, man, but I uh, it, I'm trying. I'm trying. They don't make it easy. It was bad. It was bad. And I love this writer. That's why I'm not saying his name. Like, but God, it was it was so bad. But I don't even know if it was his fault. They might have just been like, Marvel might have just been like, hey, we need you to do this. Go do that. Do he now. did that. Get paid for a job, you do the job. Mm-hmm. Anywho, <laughs> uh, I got nothing. So they got some Marvel. So we got some Marvel crossover announcements coming up. Yeah. Uh, first off, we got Avengers Assemble. Visionary writer Jason Aaron brings a nearly five-year run of Avengers to an incredible end. Joined by artists Brian Hitch, Javier Caron, and Aaron Cooter. Aaron, uh, will yeah. <laughs> Aaron will tie together his work on Avengers, Avengers Forever, and the Avengers One Million BC in a multiverse-spanning saga that sees Avengers go to war against the unprecedented army of villains and prove why they are Earth's mightiest hero. Uh, thoughts on this, anybody? I haven't read a single issue of Jason Aaron's Avengers. Wow. It's it's, it's super good. Um, honestly, Brandon, I think you really love it. Oh, hold on, maybe I did. Was Jason Aaron's Avengers the one where it started way back in time? Yes. And it's and it had like the old Black Panther and nope. Odin and all of yep. them. Okay, yes, I did read some. I did read it in the beginning, but I haven't read it since then. There's a there's a lot to read. You don't and if you're busy, you there's no way you can read everything that's going nah, on. Nah. There's a lot going on. A lot. 
Uh, Javi, I know you're excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm more. I'm excited to see how Avengers Forever ends. Like, I, I I've been really excited about that series. Um, and that team. I'm with um, you. I'm, I think I'm maybe I may be more excited for that than I am the actual Avengers um, yeah. series. I mean, Jason Aaron's Avengers have they've been fun. They've been like a lot of fun. Like a like this team has been crazy. Like this team is, they you know they live in a freaking celestial. Um, everything that's happening with Avengers, X Men, Eternals. Um, oh, a lot of craziness has been happening. Uh, I can't wait to see. I'm kind of kind of over this iteration of the Avengers. Kind of excited to see what happens after all this because yeah, big Avengers, build up. The Avengers team changes are always fun to me. Yeah, and this one this one's been going on for a while. All right. Uh, next up, we have Dark Web. Two spurned clothes clones of the Marvel Universe, Madeline Pryor and Ben Riley, team up as the Goblin Queen and Chasm to unleash their revenge in the Spider-Man and X-Men crossover that pays off decades of comic book storytelling. The dramatic event will uh, fan flames of the classic Inferno crossover that impacts Spider-Man, the X-Men, Venom, Miss Marvel, and more in the series of the tie-in issues and limited series. Yeah. I kind of don't. I, I'm going to read it. It's me. Because I'm reading Spider-Man, but I'm not really super excited about it. Yeah, I haven't been reading any Spider-Man. I've been trying to get into, I, like, I have a bunch of Edge of the Spider-Verse books I haven't read yet. So I'll read that and see what's going on. It's funny. I'm the exact opposite. I'm reading Amazing Spider-Man, and Dan Slott just came back as a Spider-Man writer. Issue number one dropped this week. Mm. Uh, well, last week when you're listening to this. Uh, so I'm going to, so I'm all in on Spider-Man. The last Spider book I read was Silk because I love Silk. Silk was good. Silk was great. Yeah. Uh, this one is right up uh, Javi's alley. Sins of Sinister. Mr. Sinister's devious machinations <laughs> yield, <laughs> yield the darkest um, Marvel Comics future to date in this universe melting X Men event. Mortal X Men, <clears throat> excuse me, Mortal X Men, X Men Red, and Legion of X will transform into Immortal X Men, Storm and mm. the Brotherhood, Brotherhood of Mutants. And Nightcrawlers, as this over oh, was it, was it overraging over oh excuse, overarching saga propels further and further into an unforgiving universe where all things are sinister. Honestly, I don't know who's who decided to give Sinister such a big role in X Men books recently, but thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> Yo, he's been great, like literally great, and everybody hates him, and he doesn't care. Like he. he it's, <laughs> I love it. Like he's clearly evil, but also not. I mean, I don't know. Yo, like he's he's probably the most interesting character in Marvel right now at this moment. So more sinister the better in my book. Uh, what do you think about that old man? Uh it's it's sinister. I'm all in. Uh, especially if it's sassy sinister. I love it's sassy. It's gonna be sassy sinister. Like <laughs> sassy sinister is sassy sinister is the is is the man, bro. Seriously. Uh, Captain America Cold War uh, currently sharing the mantle of Captain America Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson's current adventures collide in the crossover between Captain America Central of Liberty and Captain America Symbol of Truth a pivotal chapter of the 80 year history of Captain America this espionage fueled action thriller will be the culmination of various plot threads in this acclaimed new era including the rise of the outer circle Nomad's Return and the brewing conflict with Wakanda and White Wolf and Bucky's new persona and mission. That sounds interesting. I I, I don't care. 
<laughs> Anything but Wakanda. I didn't care until they brought up Wakanda. If it's Wakanda related, and I read it. Uh, Brandon, do you give a shit about this? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, here comes another one for Javi. Summer of Symbiotes. Uh, sun's out, tongue's out. I didn't. I didn't make that up. That's exactly what it says. And I think this <laughs> episode is going to be called "Sun's Out, Tongue's Out." <laughs> That is just one of the funniest fucking things I've heard so far. All right, Suns Out, Tongues Out. Spinning out of the titles like Venom, Carnage, and Red Goblin comes a slew of new symbiotic stories. Get ready for the return of old faces, the debut of new symbiotic heroes, symbiote heroes, excuse me, and a shining shifts for iconic symbiote stars. It's a season of symbiote insanity. Venom's been fun. And Venom's the new um, King in Black, too, so his power level's stupid. His son's a new Venom, so I guess that's what they meant by sun's out, tongue's out, or something. No, sun oh. as in, like, sun's out, guns out. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Well, um, <laughs> I don't know. I've been reading a lot of Venoms, so I'm I'm probably going to read it, but it's kind of like an obligation now at this point. Uh, and lastly, Fall of X, and there's not real much on it. It just says the X-Men hope Krakoa will last forever. Time to find out if they were right. I hope it does. If they can get through... AXE, then I don't know. I don't know what can stop them. I just want to say, and um, Javi, uh, Javi, Brandon saw this, and it was probably one of the funnier things that come came out of this fall of X. Uh, let me see. I got to go to our text message thread. But someone said, and I quote, fall of X will take place around the 2023 Hellfire Gala. Uh, writer Jerry Duggan says, the X-Men have been winning for a long time. How long did you how long did you think the X-Men how excuse me, how long do you think the villains were gonna leave them alone? And all and before I could even say it, someone tweeted, This is the villains leaving them alone. <laughs> they were winning. Okay, if they would have wrote this for the first Hellfires Gala, then that would have made sense because up until that point, they were winning. I mean, they had that one invasion where they killed Xavier, but nobody knew about it. And they got they brought everybody back. But besides that, they were winning. And they were on top of the world at that point. And then ever yeah. since the Hellfire Gala, it's been downhill. Yeah, they've been but the thing is they've been kind of like and here's the thing, if like people that have been like literally like me and old man have been reading these X-Men books since they start like since um powers and uh powers house. powers and house. And like literally from the beginning, Krakoa has been like inches away from destruction. Like, <laughs> like every like like. And the thing is, in 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 th- the mutants have proven that they are literally like gods on earth, right? Like that's essentially what they are at this point. But as powerful as they've gotten, the their enemies have gotten that much more powerful. Whether it's um, Orcus, Eternals. Um, friggin' Araco until they brought them together, like gods, like the they have been getting their asses kicked and kicking ass throughout this whole series. And all we've been saying was we really hope that the stereotype of mutants all dying does not happen with Krakoa because it's too good. Hopefully, it lasts. Um, but like they've kind of been at the precipice of destruction. And now that um I don't know, 
can we do spoilers for last week's books? Yeah, this is this, yeah, whatever. yeah. So you know, Magneto's dead. Um, and doesn't want to be resurrected. He says doesn't want to be. Re- well, yeah, he br- didn't he break his fucking back up? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he can still come back, but it's not gonna happen. Um, right, I mean, he'll now, be back pretty, at some point, but it's just Xavier. A Magneto's dead. Moira is 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 pretty much an enemy. Um, so who knows what's gonna happen, man? Like, oh, Moira is worse than William Stryker. Yeah, she's she. I like her. I like her as a villain. I really do like her as a villain. She's a beast. Um, and the fact that she's lived like all those lifetimes, and she knows all the mutant secrets, like it's gonna it's gonna get worse for them. Definitely is, but we'll see what happens. So, what are you reading? I haven't read it. I know I have read. I read. Um, I think I'm one issue behind on Avengers. What's it called? Um, AXE. AXE. Yeah, I'm one issue behind on AXE. Yeah. Uh, I'm almost caught up on that. Uh, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, and they woke up that fucking celestial, which is kind of scary. Oh uh, man, it's gonna get crazy. <laughs> That's kind of it's that's kind of that's kind of scary, and they're judging everybody, which is funny. They're just like you know, I'm judging this person, I'm judging that person, and all y'all gonna get wiped out. Uh, which I, you know, I've been hearing that the Celestials were gonna come judge Earth since I've been reading comic books, <laughs> and now they're actually doing it, which is yeah. kind of good. Yeah, and it has it happens to be a Celestial that they created on Earth, so that's that's a twist. So that I'm reading, everything else I ha- I have on my backlog. I do need to catch up on Saga because I'm like a couple issues behind uh, on that. That's my hurry f- up. <laughs> that's my shit. It's my favorite book of all time. Can I just say that, like, as long as Saga goes out, the woman drawing that um book wins Artist of the Year. Fiona Staples. As long as as long as she's um. Doing the art in that comic book, there's not another artist that does a better job than she does. I I can't think of someone who has the a tougher job than her, having to illustrate all of these different beings and making sure that each one of them looks different than the next. Like I don't even think I've seen two pairs of wings that look the same. Like how dope is that? Like even something as simple as that, or like the horns and the look of the planets like she has an incredibly difficult job and each issue i'm i'm amazed mm-hmm. i'm also a few issues back on nightwing which i was loving oh another, um, another one uh, i forget the artist's name bruno something or other but the uh, human target which old man needs to read is just one of the best miniseries i've read also, I promise you, if you're bored at work, old man, when you go back, please just download the the Adam Strange miniseries from Tom King from DC Dark or whatever it's fucking called <laughs> and read that book. It is one of the most, it is one of the darkest, it's literally one of the darkest comic books I've ever read from any, from any publisher. It's so dark. And it's it's couched in Adam Strange, who's a bit of a ridiculous character, but it's it's so dark that like 
you're reading it and you're just like, yo, this is, I can't think of any, like, remember how dark Vision was that miniseries Tom King did with, about Vision a few yeah. years back? Yeah. And that was pretty dark. Yeah. This is like much darker than that. It's in the same realm. It's like similarly storytelling, but even darker than that. Like really dark. Like kids get killed. Like it's dark, dark. That yeah I, yeah I'll check that I'll definitely have to check that out though. I mean, again, it's you said Tom King, right? Yeah, Tom King. Tom King's a, a, is one of those names that you can absolutely trust. Me and Hobby were talking on the phone earlier about Al Ewing being as great as he is because X Men Red has been a ten out of ten every single fucking issue. Um, Hobby brought up the idea of not the idea, but the moment where Magneto died. But it wasn't just his death. It was everything that went into it. And I'm not even going to spoil or tell you about the scene. Go out and buy it just for the first, like, four pages. It's worth the four, the $3.99 alone. It's fucking dope. But um, Tom King's on that list as well. He did Vision. He did Nightwing. He did Batman. Um, shit. I feel like he did the first run of Batman the White Knight. Um, but, like, Tom King's that dude. And when you catch up the white knight was when they had like the joker acting all prim and proper right yes yeah i like that story that was that was good yeah so when you um so when you get when you finish up with nightwing let me know so that's definitely something i want to talk about on the show because it's it's pretty fucking it's pretty fucking good um i yo it's tom king's that dude al ewing's that dude and i'll say it for hobby jason aaron's that dude good acts yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so before uh before we get off, Javi, you reading? Let you know, Javi, are you watching anything cool? Handmade too. Oh fuck! I'm that back noise. on that. <laughs> fuck that noise! No, that's such a it's such a cathartic experience. Like, like if you've watched the show from the beginning, you've gone through so much, so much. You've gone through. You've seen. You've experienced so much, and what's happening now is, in a way, kind of like, not making up for all the craziness, but it's like, I don't know. If you if if you know, you know. If you know, you know. I don't want to spoil anything for people, but Hands Made Tale. That's been it's been a it's been a fun ride. I've heard nothing but good things about that show, but I just really can't. It's 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 to quote Brandon. It's too dark. <laughs> like I just I can't. I I will not I the first episode came on and I'm watching it with my wife and about 10 minutes in I went nope <laughs> and I just kept typing I was like I'm not watching this have fun she says it's good the academy says it's good everyone I talk to says it's good I'm I'm cool mm-hmm. I'm I'm good on that just like I'm good on slave movies and I the next episode we're gonna talk about Will Smith and fucking um emancipation. I'm gonna watch it. I'm not I don't do slave movies. Yeah. I don't do slave movies. I'm all set. Yeah, they don't bother me. I don't. I don't care for them. If it's good, no. Joe Budden said some funny shit, and I'm not a. <laughs> and I, <laughs> he said, he goes, um, people only care. He goes, uh, white America only cares about slavery when it's in a movie. They don't give a fuck about it in the history, in the history books, or in school. But if it's a movie, they're all for it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that anything though? No, it's, it's, it's anything black, historic, and it fucks with America. Oh, uh, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, Brandon, for you, Bray Wyatt's back. What are your thoughts? 
Nothing. He just showed up and did some spooky shit. So I don't have really <laughs> any thoughts yet. We'll see where it goes. Are you happy he's back or do you really not care? Mm, I don't care. I mean, I tune into wrestling to watch the bloodline. That's the best thing in wrestling right now. Sami Zayn needs an, an Emmy. <laughs> he really does. He needs an Emmy. The Bloodlines thing's been good. Um, Bianca Belair, that ladder match was fucking incredible last night. You could tell Bailey's not in like complete wrestling shape, but she still did a great job. Um, I'm tired of Liv Morgan. I've never liked Liv Morgan. She's always been boring. I'm glad she's not champion, but Ronda Rousey ain't much better. I don't think either one of them should have a belt. Well, but- Ronda, Ronda is a star, so... There's there's oh, value yeah. in putting your belt on a star. You're not wrong there. You're not wrong at all. And but Liv, and, they were trying to make a star, and she just don't got it. Yeah, like I was, <laughs> I forget what it was. Like there's a there's a lot that went on last night, and uh, Brand, we can talk about it next week uh, at some point because I would like to do a full on like extreme rules or something. Full on extreme, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's been the Old Man Wade Ball Black Nerds podcast. <laughs> what you call it? What you call man, it? The Old Man Wade Ball Black Nerds podcast. Is that legal? Can we do that? Oh, I'm putting these bitches up in two. Yo. <laughs> All right. Be excellent to each other. Peace. Hey. Damn it, Wade.